Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. Good morning and welcome to the Better Your Business Show. I'm Natalie, your money expert and your host this morning. My beautiful co-host, we have executive business coach Shanna Davis with us this morning. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, everyone. Um, Yeah, if you're here, you're likely a business owner. And if you're a business owner, you're a visionary. You have goals, you have dreams, and you have the commitment to achieve them. But what you may not have and why we're bringing this show to you is to provide you access to experts who can help you grow your business without falling prey to the mindset that you have to fail to succeed. One of the things we love to say around here is failure is not required. That is right. So whether you are joining us live or watching the replay, make sure you take your free business assessment at Pillar5.com and then join us in the show so we can answer any questions or concerns that you have. Yes, and I usually have lots of questions, so um, in order to keep me from asking all of mine, you guys join us here, ask, um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk today about, you know, how credit score is calculated, because that's one of the things that I really don't know. I've I've heard people talk about it, and I know people that win the credit score game. Um, I am not winning it right now, but um, so I'm interested in, you know, just the wisdom that you know, our guest expert today is going to bring to us, making it more accessible for us, making, you know, giving us this understanding. So um, it, it just takes the mystery out. You know, we yeah. were talking about this last week, I think it was with Randa, where you know, people don't want to talk about finances. People don't want, you know, that credit score is there. You have one, but you don't know how it came about. You don't know what goes into it, how to affect it. Um, or a lot of people don't, and they're they're trying different things, and they're reading and doing research. So I want to cut through a lot of that noise and just say, okay, here's what it is, and here's how you can impact it, because we know that that's going to, you know, affect business owners as well, uh, yeah. all of us. And is there a separation between business credit and personal credit? What does that look like? How do you know? How does that all work? Exactly. And then how can you and how can you leverage them both too, right? Yeah. I remember when I first got into financial planning, we uh, some you know motto that we lived by was cash is king, cash is king, cash is king. And then when I moved to a new demographic in my financial situation, something I learned was cash wasn't king anymore because everyone that I was around had cash. <laughs> so that's how I learned that. I was like, okay, now I get it. Now it's not just about having the cash. It's you need to have good credit because how is someone going to choose you for something if the money's there, right? And so that was a big wake-up call for me of when I had to start repairing my credit again, which I did on my own. And most of us are, are trying to just figure out, okay, how much do I pay? Do I pay here and there, right? All that stuff. So I'm excited to have her. Let's hear from an expert this morning. So we have Patrice Price. She's an elite sales director of UCES, which is United Credit Education Services. And she's been in credit repair for almost four years now. And so she's going to help debunk some myths for us this morning. So welcome. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. We're excited you're here today so we can talk about credit. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm super excited. I cannot wait to share. And so I'm I'm excited because there was a lot that I didn't learn, me personally. (laughs) You know, like most people, I felt ashamed. Like, oh, my God, I did not know that. But, hey, I'm definitely going to hear. I'm here to share as much information and resources as I can today. Awesome. So let's start off. Can you tell tell us a little bit about United Credit Education Services? Absolutely. So we've actually been in business since 2004, and we are a nonprofit organization. So we're technically a financial literacy company, but credit repair is our flagship product because credit is where we are now. It involves everything that we do. So uh, uh, everything that comes along with credit is just not the credit score number. 
So we also have additional benefits that comes along with our business. So we have a debt payoff system. We have a credit monitoring, identity monitoring. That's like the number one thing right now that's affecting a lot of people is identity theft. And it's very hard to replace that, to let people know that, hey, I did not do this. This wasn't me. So with our business, we're based in Farmington Hills, Michigan. Uh, We've been helping millions and millions of people. And we are still helping millions of people. Right now, it's more than 72 million people affected with their credit. Wow. That's a lot of people. (laughs) So, Patrice, I know we're going to get into this, or I'm hoping we're going to get into this, but you just said, you know, with identity theft, people are, how do I prove this wasn't me? But on the flip side of that, there are some of us who, it was us. So how do we get out of this mess? You know, Natalie, you talked about, you had to repair your credit. It was, you know, a process that you went through. So many people are concerned with it. You know, we want to dig ourselves out of this hole or increase our credit score. But, you know, I, I'd love to know to what end, what benefit does does it give us to, you know, have a higher credit score? What, what, how does this impact our lives? So as Natalie mentioned earlier, um, you know, myself growing up, we was taught cash is king. Where now is the opposite. Credit is king. Your credit is worth more than $100,000. Your credit speaks a lot about yourself. It's pretty much your report card of yourself. And now that insurance, um, cell phone companies, um, employment, everything that we do, now those companies, those industries, all these departments, they know like, hey, you know what? We know how to make extra money. The average person has bad credit. So now cell phone companies, they can do a hard report on your credit now. A cell phone. Who would have ever thought now it was something that we need? Cell phone can affect us not getting a phone. Employment. They do a soft pull on your credit report to see if they're going to hire you and if they do how much they're going to pay you wow they do a soft pull on your credit report to see if, to see if they're going to approve you for life insurance and that's a, a big thing that i think most people don't even think about either is they're going to look at your credit to see are you responsible um believe it or not our finances play a big role in our longevity of life our length of life so that's something they look at even on the life insurance i just throw it out there for our audience <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, Natalie. When I tell you everything that we do now affects our credit, that's the first thing they look at. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Let me look at Natalie's credit report. So you then you have to learn who does the soft pool credit report and who's going to do the hard pool. Well, I think you mentioned earlier, life insurance, auto insurance, we have a credit score for auto insurance now. So now the auto insurance know how to calculate how much you're going to pay every month because they know you need auto insurance on your vehicles. Well, what's a soft pull and a hard pull? I guess I want to go back because you said first you need to learn who's going to do which one of those. And I'm like, no, first I need to learn what a soft pull is versus a hard pull. What does that really mean? Right. So a hard pull is any creditor that needs to pull your credit report your FICO score pretty much like auto insurance. They're going to do a hard pull. Uh, When you go and purchase a car, they're definitely going to do a a hard pull because now they're going to dig deep into your credit report to see what have you been doing the last year, two years, three years, and so on. Then you have the soft pool. We have the insurance companies. They're going to do a soft pool on your credit report. Employment. They're going to do a soft pool on your credit report. So everything involves around our credit. Now, here's the difference. Hard pull is really going to do a hard hit on your credit report. Depends on how good or bad your credit is. The better it is, then it's not going to affect your credit as much. But then you got the soft pull where they're only just looking at it, maybe like a a fifth point will be taken off. But it's not going to hinder your credit score like it will your hard pull. So and those so, are the bad boys that's going to say, you know what? Hmm. Let me see if she's worthy. Let's dig deeper. 
That's uh, where the power pool is coming in. And so the worst might, oh, Natalie, you're muted. <laughs> Why does it affect our score for yeah. them to pull it when they have to pull it? That's what I've never understood. Yeah. <laughs> and because I really need to know, I'm going to affect it even more. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. Because it's more money for them. They have yeah. learned that every American, everybody that apply for anything, the first thing they're going to do is our credit. It's no longer cash. It's no longer, um, I don't have anything showing on my credit file, so it's good. No, that's bad now because they don't know they can actually trust you. So let's just say, Natalie, you have a credit score of 659 and you went and apply for a car. Okay. Now, technically, you can ask them which credit bureaus are they going to pull your credit report from. So they're only going to pull from one, and it's going to be one of the main three credit bureaus, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. Not Credit Karma, not CreditWise. No, they're not going to pull from those, the main three credit bureaus. If they tell you they're going to pull from your Equifax, then you know your Equifax credit score is 659. So now they're going to do a hard pull. And everyone knows when you apply for a car, it's a hard hit. And every time they pull your credit, and they're gonna um, they're gonna go through where they have a list, a checkoff list to see who's gonna finance you. So now they're gonna start at their finance company. Um, no, then they're gonna go to the second one. No, think about it. That's a hard pull for each finance company wow. that they're gonna see is see if you who's gonna finance you. So a lot of Did we lose her? You might get. Yeah. Okay. So that alone can drop your credit score from 30 to 100 points just by checking to see who's going to finance you. And it's based on your credit. Wow. So the worse your credit is, the more money these companies make. And they learn that. So now they use that against us. So what, can we do? so what can so, we as consumers do about this? Right. So the, the best thing to do is to stay focused and be determined and restore your credit. Restore the mistakes that we made. Restore things that we didn't know. But it was all mistakes. Now, a lot of times there are things that will show up on your credit file that doesn't belong to you. Like you know, it can be an automobile. You're like, wait a minute, I never, I never bought a Mercedes. Oh wait, I, I never bought a Toyota. But that's not mine. But and sometimes it comes from those third parties. You know how, you know how people, you can be at a gathering, and someone can whisper in your ear, "Hey, Natalie, hair is red." And then you tell the next person, and the next person, and the next person. By the time you give back to Natalie, her hair is blonde. <laughs> Telephone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same way. So those third parties, when they keep passing on your information, because they make money off each other. And it starts from the creditor. The creditor pays those third parties to put these things on your credit file. That's crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. Yes. So I was just joking before the show about learning how the sausage is made and being <laughs> mad about it. But <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really didn't expect to learn this. Yeah, that, that there's an intentional. I mean, I, I guess mm -hmm. I shouldn't be surprised, but that it's intentional. Absolutely, the impact. And many people don't know because you don't check your credit on a daily basis or a weekly or a monthly. But it sounds like that's a practice we all need to start employing. Yes, it's actually something that we need to start doing. Period. Because everything we do affects our credit. Applying for a credit card, that affects our credit. And it works the same way. They're going to look at what you've done in the last five years, two years, three years. Not what you're doing right now. And that's what a lot of people is thinking. Well, I can just restore my credit, get all these things removed from my credit file. Absolutely not. That's a mistake. You should not take away what you've done five years ago because they want to see, okay, well, is she worthy? Well, she made these payments. Oh, so 
she agreed to pay it off in two years. Did she pay it off in two years? Or did she make a late payment in those two years? I mean, they dig deep in our credit report. And that's why I say your credit is the report card of yourself. So let's talk about, um, I know I always hear, keep your balances at a third, right? So, um, but then there's that some people will ask, does that, so let's say I have $10,000 in debt, I have five cards. Does that mean as long as the total balance of them is a third, do I leave a third balance on each card? Um, you hear pay weekly, pay a week before it's due. What are some little tricks that people that are watching the show right now can start implementing today to help raise their score? Um, and then another question I just was making me think of with the pandemic, sorry, Shannon, but I just know with the pandemic, I had more fraud um, than ever in my entire life, just the last two years. So um, any feedback you want to give on that? Because just hearing this right now, to me, makes me think all of us should be going back through that with a fine tooth comb again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the first question. So when it comes to credit cards, okay, there's two things you need to consider. You can have a $10,000 debt in credit cards. So the credit bureaus, they calculate your credit card debt, not how many credit cards you have, how much you have in debt as a whole. So you have 10,000, let's say you have five credit cards and they're all $5,000 limit. Okay. So they're going to calculate she has five credit cards, they're all $5,000 in debt. So now you have $25,000 in, in, in credit card debt. So they're going to calculate how much of that $25,000 you have of the usage of all five combined, not each. So if something happened, and a lot, a lot of things, something happened where you may need to use one of your credit cards, okay? So you use one of your $5,000 debt credit card and you use 4000 of it. Keep in mind that you still have the other $4,000 or other credit cards that you have that you haven't used. And they may have a zero balance. They may have a, a $2 balance or whatever that low balance is. They're still going to calculate, did she use 30% of that $25,000 in credit card debt? Not $5,000 on this particular credit card. It's what you have as a whole. So that's why people are in $10,000 debt in credit card. It's not based on each credit card, what you have as a whole. So anytime you want to use your credit cards, think about how many credit cards you have, what is your limit, and calculate in total your limit of your credit card debt. Use 30% of that limit, not each, because $25,000 in credit card debt, and I use $4,000, that's still not 30% of my $25,000. So that's how they calculate your credit card. Now, when it comes to when they hurt a lot of people, identity theft, so it's best to use identity monitoring. And that's part of the services that we have that goes along with our credit repair. So like myself, I've had two attempts for my Capital One credit card. And I, that's a good credit card I have. I got a, a black card. And somehow, twice within this year alone, people have tried to use my credit card. One was all the way in Canada. I'm here in Texas. It was three o'clock in the morning and I got a, uh, a notification on my phone. So the fact that I had identity monitoring, they caught it. But I still have to cancel the card and Capital One had to resend me a new card. So it's always good to have a protection on your identity. Any kind of notification, anything that's outside the norm of your credit cards, you need to have some kind of uh, protection. And another thing I like to tell people, the debit cards and your credit card, it is best to use your credit cards because your credit cards is easier to detect any kind of identity, um, anything. Anything that somebody kind of tamper with your card, the credit card companies are going to be able to protect you better than your debit card. Hmm. Because the banks, they just want money. And I'm just being honest. The bank's going to want your money. And it's harder for you to tell the bank, this is not me. And then you have to go through that process. Yeah. With the bank. And it is a headache sometimes. And you will get frustrated. 
So I tell a lot of people that, you know, when you figure out how you want to use your debit card and your credit card. And that it helped. Because I had no idea all these things I'm sharing with you all. I had to learn it myself because I wasn't taught. But I had to learn it. And it's based on, like, just personal experience. Wow. Okay, so um, the number, uh, so I'm hearing you say that the balance, you know, keeping it like at a third, like Natalie was saying, it doesn't matter how many cards you have, but does that come into play at any point for for anyone, the number of, of accounts that you have open or cards that you have? Yes. It's all about how responsible are you with those credit cards? Because you know how they say um, use other people's money? That's what you're doing with your credit card. Right. <laughs> Somebody else's money. <laughs> and the more responsible you are with your credit cards, the better. That's all. They just want to see how good are you with your card. Let's check Shauna's card. Let's see. Let me see. Wait a minute. She's got a Discover card. Okay. She's had it for three years. And she has a $8,000 limit. Okay. But the average that she's been using is $3,000. Okay. All right. Okay. We can go ahead and get her card. They factor in all that. How long you had it? How well do you use it? What's the average of your limit that you use every time? Wow. Mm -hmm. What about closing credit cards? Mm. Oh, gosh. I tell people don't do it. So I'm telling you all, do not close your credit card. I gotta know why. Bros <laughs> like that. This is not I what the freeze, Patrice. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> yes. Like if she was going for the impact factor, she hit it right there, right? <laughs> there she is. She's back. She's back. She's like, so, <laughs> when you when you close your credit cards, you're not only closing your credit history of what you have been doing those last two years, four years, five years, however long you had that card. Now, the fact that you closed it, you're, you're, you're cutting off how your credit score is calculated. And the company will report it to the credit bureaus that uh, Shana, she closed her credit card. She closed her credit card. Her account is closed. She closed on her own. So now that's going to drop your credit score. Because now you have closed off a credit history. And part of the pie, like your sweet potato pie, 35% is based on your credit history. Wow. That's why I say your credit is the report card of yourself. Now, if you decide, you know what? I do not want to use this Target card anymore. I go in Target too much. I cannot keep using it and keep getting me in trouble. Pay it off. Like zero balance. Pay it off. Cut it up. And you no longer use that card. Now, at a certain period of time, Target's going to say, oh, now that she stopped using her card six months ago, then now they're going to close your account. When they close your account, it does not affect your credit. Huh. Because they closed it, not you. That's good but stuff it's right still going to show on your credit file that you had one, but you just no longer used it. So now that is not going to be held against you. But if you call them and say, hey, I, I just closed my account. I don't want to use it anymore. That's going to drop your credit score at least 50 points. That seems crazy. <laughs> that just, yes. Oh, wow. And here's the thing. They know a lot of people don't know the ins and outs about credit right. and how deep it can go. That's why they do it. And then the average person is going to give up. I, I don't know. I, oh, whatever. I, and then now they're looking for ways to get around their bad credit. Right. And it's too much. There's too much money. You're now, let's say you go and apply for a car. Your credit score is 610. They're going to do a hard pull on your credit. That's one hit. Now they're going to say, okay, you need uh, $4,000 down to get this car. Right. And it's not always a brand new car. Um, you're trying to get a 2018 Toyota Camry. Oh, you need four. You need four thousand dollars down. 
Yeah. And the horrible rate. interest rate, and that's not including the horrible interest rate, which means you'll never get from being underneath the car. Yeah, exactly. So now you're paying way more than what the car is actually worth. But if you come in there with a 710 credit score, they're going to talk you into getting a brand new car because of your credit. The conversation and their attitude, their vibe, it's going to be totally different when you come in there with a good credit score. That's why I say credit is worth way more than $100,000. When you walk into the bank and they know Shana, oh, they're going to Shana here. She got, but they know how much money you have in your bank account. Their conversation is going to be different from Natalie, who's always in a negative. Same way. The credit works the same way. When they know you have good credit, oh, uh, would you like to have a code? I can get you a code. They're going to go across the street and get you a code when they don't have it. <laughs> They're going to cater to you more. If you got a good credit score, you can get anything on their lot. And then it's up to you if you want to pay a deposit. If you want to pay $2,000 down or $1,000 down, it's up to you. But your credit it's going to speak for itself. It's like your credit open doors when it's good. So to be, you know, honest, 650 and above is a better credit score to have. So, you know, years ago, it used to be like 600. You got a good credit score. You can get anything you want. Not now. No. No. But me personally, I really encourage and recommend people shoot for a 700. Your interest rates will be low. They're going to cater to you. And you can get anything you want. Your credit runs it. I mean, credit is king. <laughs> All right. Anything you so, want. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So with the credit and king, why don't we just go ahead and take our commercial break? I think that's a great, a great place to stop. So everybody go refill your coffee. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Patrice Price. And today we are talking about credit. ESC, it, I see community, I see connectivity, I see from the business owner and from those who are involved that, you know, you don't have to do it alone. It's a safe place where I know that we have the same goal and vision where we're, our intent is to help people. That's what we're going for first and foremost. And whatever happens is right the results of that. But our goal is to help people first. I think the core values is each component of that's coming to the table here. Each brand is a core value of ESC. It's a joining together of everybody. Do what our job is, support each other and be business partners to each other. To me, that's priceless. When Mike said, I feel, I've been waiting for this for the 12 years, I'm with you, Mike. I feel like this is the moment that all this is built up is to this moment. And so it's just super exciting. So. If people are looking for solutions, they're, they're wanting to go into one place to support them in all kinds of different areas. And I see this as being revolutionary. It's just going to benefit so many people in such a profound way. There's a huge benefit across the board in ways that we don't see, but we all benefit when we all succeed. I see a new, a new beginning. I see fertile ground for entrepreneurs. This is a group of people that is coming together to make that happen and then to multiply that. Um, so yeah, we need you. We need everybody to be part of this. One of the problems that I've had thus far is that I'm going on my experience. I'm building a business on my, my heartache. And one of the things that I've had to take out of that is uh, you can't build a business entirely on emotion. And so uh, this allows me to take the emotion out of it. 
this is what you need to do whether you like it or not. with Patrice Price. So excited to have you here. I'm 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 learning a lot. I, I, I love this show because I learn something every time. But this is one of those things where you know I've never really dived deep into it. I I I I've heard people talk about it. I've seen people make an impact. But one of the things that you mentioned before the break was that 35% of your credit score is based on history. So that leaves 65%. <laughs> I want to know what that other 65% is comprised of and how I can impact, you know, what's the fastest way to impact, make a change, increase my score. Okay. So, yeah. So think about a pie. You can do a pie graph, your favorite pie, and the parts of the pie you don't like. Okay. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, 35% is your credit history not what you're doing now for what you've done years ago months ago all of those things now your other 30 percent is the debt that you currently owe are you paying those on time it, what kind of loan is it is it a personal loan is it a mortgage is it whatever of that is any kind of new credit okay so we, we missed we missed part of it you were frozen it oh, seems okay. like every time you get to the good part <laughs> okay 35 percent history 30 percent how you're how you're paying your payment right it's the debt that you're currently paying so debt okay. that's old car note loans any kind of debt that you're currently paying every month that's 30 percent of that power Okay. okay. Now you have the 10%. The 10% is any kind of new things that you apply for, whether it's a furniture bill or uh, jewelry or whatever that is. So that's only 10%. Now, 15% is the length of your credit history. Okay. So that's where it comes in. Well, how long did she have the credit card? How long did she have a car? Did she pay the car off in six years like she was supposed to or five years or whatever it is? Did you pay it off correctly? Okay. Now, the other little last 10% is the mix of your credit. Okay. So that's why it's important not to keep applying for every credit card every time you walk into the store. Now, they're going to ask you because that's their job. Right. Okay. So they're doing, they're trying to do their productivity or their quota, whatever they're trying to do to get you to get a credit card. You don't have to get it. Keep in mind, every time you apply, that's a ding on your credit. Okay. So, um, like I said, uh, jewelry, anything that they're going to do a hard pull on your credit, you don't want that. You don't want all those inquiries. Like, you don't want 50 inquiries. And I've seen that on people's credit reports. That's why I said 50. You don't want all that on your credit report because now they're like, well, why does she keep applying for all these things? What is she doing? That don't make sense. So now that's the light bulb is gonna go off of them and say, Well, I don't know. So now they're gonna look further in your credit report. So that pie, but the, the biggest piece of that pie is your payment history, which is 35%, and then the amount that you owe, that 30%. Okay. So most of it is gonna come from those two things, those two factors. So are those the two that if I'm looking at, well, I can't do anything about the history, you know, that's history. <laughs> but if I want to make a difference in my, you know, if I want to increase my, my credit score, you said, you know, 650 is a good score, um, but I'm shooting for 700. How do I do that? It depends. Now, everybody credit is different. Now, with the pandemic happening, people feel, oh, I need credit repair. Not necessarily. Because technically, this is 2022, so it's a two-year like debt. 
And most of the time, those debts are open. So the newer that your debt is showing on your credit file and it's still showing open, it's best to call the company and work out a payment arrangement. Or if they're willing to settle, work out that settlement and pay them. Okay, here's the catch. Now, if you call them and do it over the phone and they agree to it, fine. That does not mean it's going to remove from your credit file. It's going to stay on there. But it's going to show paid as agreed. And keep in mind, it was a new debt. Okay. Now, if you put it in writing, which a lot of people do not want to do because it's time consuming, then you're going to say, hey, I'm willing to pay $500 of this debt. And if you remove it from my credit file, do you agree? Put that in writing, send it to whatever credit bureau it is on. If it's on all three, you need to send it to all three credit bureaus. If they agree to it, they're going to respond back to you in writing and agree. And you go and make that payment. Now you have to wait 30, 45 days for them to remove it from your credit file. That's how when you pay off those debts, how it gets removed. Just because you agree to pay it and you do not specifically tell them in writing that you want to remove from your credit file, they're not going to do it. They're going to come back and say, well, Shana, you said you was going to pay the $500 off. Okay, you did it. And we just put it on your credit file as paid as agreed. But that can increase your credit score a few points. Or, like I said, everybody's credit gets different or it can drop. Because sometimes you have to have more positive to outweigh the negative. And when you don't have anything that you're paying monthly on time, you know, removing negative things off your credit report, that can drop your credit score because you have nothing positive. You don't have a car note. You don't have a credit card. You're not paying anything to make you credit worthy. Wow. Okay. So I feel like at this point I've got to, um, I know Natalie's, excuse me, got some questions for you because we, we need to shift direction, but I could keep asking you so many questions and dive so much deeper into this. I would have you break out a paper and pencil and, you know, walk us through some things if I could, but I will pause for the cause because we also want to talk about business. So Natalie, take it away. I know you've got questions for her. Well, yeah, well, I just wanted us kind of to veer over into because we're a show on business, right? But obviously the personal credit is important. And reality is, is if our personal credit's not being taken care of, our business probably isn't either would be my guess, or it's not being established. So um, what's been your experience with that, Patrice? So when it comes to business credit, like everything else, it starts with your personal credit. Now, if you never start um, let's say your, your, your personal credit is pretty good. Let's say it's at 680. Okay. So there are steps that you need to take to start your business credit. And then you do your business credit pretty much kind of similar to your personal credit. Um, I know a lot of people, um, just depends on what business they have. It really doesn't matter. You're just trying to start your business credit. So you're going to apply for things, you know, but you got to make sure if you're in business, not always, but most of the time, your LLC, your EIN, you know, all those things that we know we need to start our business. But then at the same time, you want to make sure that you apply for uh, a business credit card. And the first thing they're going to do is check your personal credit. Every time, everything evolves around our personal credit. So if you have good credit, okay, fine. You can go to Home Depot and start a business credit with them. You can go to uh, Staples or if that Staples or a home, uh, uh, what is it? Office Depot. I know it's in different states for everybody, but if you go there and start applying for a business credit card with them or you want to start with your bank, it still involves around your personal credit. But it's good to start somewhere, you know? So you want to treat your business credit like you do your personal credit you want to protect it you want to stay in good grace because now you want to kind of shift things from your personal credit to your business credit so that your personal credit won't be effective enough that way it won't have to constantly get hit all the time so once people get their business credit they shift everything over to their business name so now that their personal credit is not even touched pretty much 
is still in good grace, but they're more focused on their business credit. So we have a request. Oh, excuse me, a request to stay off personal because <laughs> people are into it. Which I mean, of course, I would think so. People are always asking about this subject, right? So um, that's pretty funny. You have any? You want to ask another question on that, Shannon? Or I'm pulling up some questions. Oh no. Okay. So, <laughs> so if I'm um, if I'm looking at my and, and I know that everyone, you said everyone is different. And so with, with full recognition of that, how much, if, if I'm paying something off, if someone removes it um, versus if they don't, how big of a difference is that for my credit? Um, it, so that I'll know, you know, is it worth the time and effort getting it removed if it shows that, hey, this was in good standing, do I need to take those extra? Because you're saying you have to write all of the credit bureaus. You have to get it in writing, get the credit bureaus. You know, all of that information has to go out. Is it that big of a bump in my credit to have it removed versus just saying, hey, she paid it as agreed? So when it comes to that, if you agree to pay something, then it's kind of optional. Because if you agree to pay it most of the time, it's better to do it if it's a new debt, meaning if it's like two years less, because you're just paying that debt off. They still can prove that it was actually yours. And a lot of times, like the pandemic, it affected all of us. It affected myself as well. So those debts, you want to make an offer or a settlement and just pay the debt. Okay. Now, when it comes to removing something good, like if you made your car no payment on time, I'm going to stop asking questions. <laughs> um, you paid it off in three years. Okay. I'm like, you're, what is going on? Yeah. I, you're, oh. Your internet, it's like, I'm I'm waiting for the answers and then it, it freezes. As Every it, time. I'm like, yeah. out of all ways. But hey, we're going to keep it moving, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. going to stop us. <laughs> that happened to me so many times. I was looking back at some of the other shows and I'm like, oh, I was frozen the entire time. Awesome. <laughs> so that was good. Um, but y'all, exactly. guess what? There's wisdom that's happening that's here. Right. We will get more of it. And, you know, we've got Patrice's information that we'll be able to share. Yes. But, okay, so um, I'm looking at it. I can impact it you're saying just as as quickly as we can before it freezes again um there is a difference between the two is it significant yes absolutely okay. so anything good that you have paid off like you were supposed to in good standing no late payments maybe a few but still it's still going to show in good stand on your credit report so on your credit file it's going to have green or red we all know green is good green has always been good <laughs> okay now if it's red then that's what you need to focus on okay now here's another thing that, that a lot of people don't know yes we've all done things in the past but you have something let's just say an old credit card or old furniture bill from 2014 that you never finished paying or never paid off technically that would kind of be a waste of time paying that old debt because you know why because the creditor no longer has your account. This is 2022. That was back in 2014. So they've already written that account off and considered that as a loss. So now what they'll do to still get money, they're going to go sell your account to Shana, the third party. And then when Shana tried to get money out of Patrice, oh, I can't do it. Well, let me go sell it to Natalie. Yeah. <laughs> and then, as I said earlier, when they keep passing your information, something is going to show wrong. They're going to misspell Shana with a Y or an I. Or by the time it gets to Natalie, oh, it, it, it's going to have a, a E on the end. So now that's not mine. So now you still can dispute those to get it removed from your credit file. Because the original creditor, they no longer have that account on you. So that's how a lot of things gets removed, especially if it's an old debt. Okay. And I tell people all the time, and I'm just being honest, do not answer their calls when they call. <laughs> do not. Because the one time you answer, oh, that's her number. I got Natalie's number. That's it. Check mark. 
and then they're going to use those scare tactics. Well, hey, Natalie, listen, um, well, you owe $235 on this debt, and it was back in 2011. This is 2022. Uh, well, we're going to have to call a lawyer. Uh, we're going to get the police. We'll have to send a sheriff to your home. And they do these things to people. They use those scare tactics for me to pay an old debt back in 2011. And I technically don't have to pay you. But once you admit something, they got you. They're going to keep calling. And they're going to keep calling until they get money out of you or use those scare tactics. Don't let them scare you. They're doing what they can to get money out of you that you really don't owe. And let's just say Natalie paid that 235. Oh, you know what? Look, Natalie paid at 235. I'm gonna send her information to you, another third party. You can get money out of Natalie. So that's what they do. They go to their third party friends and pass your information on to get money out of you. It's all about money. So we just said, I just saw a comment pop up that said you can be sued for credit card debt. <clears throat> and I do know one person who was. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point, you really have no recourse. And is that the original, um, I guess the, the original creditor yeah. that can sue you or is can any of these third parties sue you? Now the third parties can and they will try. Okay. They will try. So if it's a newer debt, the original company is, is they're gonna keep calling. They're gonna keep calling. Keep right. Calling until they get to the point where they close it out. If that company decides to sue you, they do. They do have the right to sue you. It's always up to that company on what they want to do. Their the mission is to get money, to right. get their money. That's all it is. Now, if they don't come back to you and those third parties keep coming, they're gonna keep telling their friend, their third party friends. Then <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> and they're gonna do it. They're going to do it because they know it's legal and there's a way for them to get money and they're going to keep sending money. They're going to help their friends. See, like how we help our friends get a job, <laughs> do this. They're going to do the same thing. It's a circle. And they're going to keep doing it. Is there a statute of limitations on that? Ooh, good question. Good question. Depends on the debt. Now, if it's, let's just say student loans. A lot of us is affected by student loans. Right. Yeah. Okay. Student loans can be removed from your credit report. However, it does not mean you no longer have to pay that student loan. Because that's government money. <laughs> At some point in your life, you're going to have to pay that money back. Okay. That's one thing that you cannot get out of. I'm just going to have it removed from my credit file and I loan no longer have to pay a student loan. Yes, you do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they when you do it. decide to pay the student loan debt, you make sure that you keep paying it every month like you're supposed to. That will actually help your credit score. Because they see you decided to pay, to, to you made an agreement to pay this debt and you've been paying it on time for like two years. That's going to keep it in good standing. Now, if you stop, that's going to hurt. Okay. Now, the other little debts, yeah, you can kind of just, you know, figure out how long, when, what, what's the original date. Now, here's another trick thing they'll do. The creditors or the third party, they will actually update that account and make it seem like it's a new account. And you're like, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't get nothing in 2016. What is that? So now you're looking like, I don't know. I, I have no idea what it is. That's because they updated the same original account that was on your credit report back in 2011. So can, they can do that? Absolutely. Even because technically you have seven to 10 years for things to start falling off your credit file. It used to be just seven. Oh, now they don't went up to 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so between the seven Yay! and the 10 year, that's when things can start kind of falling off. A lot of the old little debts, it can start falling off. But I, I mean, it's up to the individual if you want to wait that long. But if you're trying to purchase a home, right. you're trying to purchase a car, you don't have time to wait seven to 10 years for something to fall off. That's when you can go and get a dispute and see if you can have some of these items removed from your credit file. 
Yeah. I remember when we bought a house um, and it was, I was married at the time and we were going to buy a house and they looked at, you know, everything. We had to write a letter explaining medical bills that I had from before I even knew my husband, you know, and this was years prior and I'm saying small, like emergency room. I, you know, I don't remember why I didn't pay it or what have you. I didn't even know it was there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you owed this. Why didn't you pay that? So we literally had to write a letter explaining every single item that was on there that was not favorable. Exactly. Now, let me, I'm, I'm glad you brought up medical bills. Let me touch on that. Good. So <laughs> when it comes to medical bills, now things happen. We can't plan to get sick. Right. And the hospitals, to be honest with you, is still a business. They still want their money too. So when we go to the emergency room, we go and get these x-rays, and then you come out, you know, if you, even if you do or don't have insurance, because now insurance is not paying for a lot of things now. Okay. So whatever your amount due, if it's $3,000, you know, I don't have $3,000. Now you can either work out a payment plan to pay the $3,000 off, which a lot of people don't, you know, because they may have to go back to the hospital again. So you can't plan that. Okay. So, if a medical bill is still on your credit file, let's just say it was on there since 2012, you never made the payment, and now they're trying to come back and say, hey, this is you. But again, a hospital is a business, so if they can't get that money out of you, they're going to close and be like, okay, well, we're going to send it to Natalie. The third parties, every company got a third party friend. So now they're going to send your account to them, and now they're after you. They're constantly calling you. They're constantly... Sadly, I know this story, Natalie. <laughs> you know, you little scare tactics again. I don't know why it's trying to stop me from sharing good information, but I'm going to keep sharing good information today. <laughs> it is not going to stop me. That's right, girl. Okay. Get it. So, one thing about the medical bills, if you decide to say, hey, this, this, that bill does not belong to me, and you say, you know what, send me proof that it's mine. If that third party send you proof of your medical bill, they're violating HIPAA. So now you're like, oh, you send me a copy of my x-ray and my, my bill. I'm like, I'm still going to fight it. It's not mine. But you violated HIPAA. Now, that's a law. Now, you have to remove that from my credit file. Wow. So now I got proof that you sent this medical bill to me and it still ain't mine. I guarantee you something's going to be wrong. Your name is going to be spelled wrong or the wrong social security number or something is going to be wrong. You can say, no, this is not mine. My, this, this, no, I don't live there. It's not my address or whatever the case is. So now you got to say, okay, uh, TransUnion, Equifax, uh, Experian, they sent this. It's a violation of HIPAA. You have to remove this from my credit file. Wow. Now I'm not I'm saying this, but it's still a process because everything is paper trail. The credit bureaus is based on paper trail because they know a lot of people want to do it online. It don't necessarily help you, especially if you got a bankruptcy, a child support, you know, a tax lien. You got all these hard things on your credit report. No, distributing online is not gonna get it. Back to old school, paper trail. And it's all they want. And they know the average person is not gonna do it. Right. All of these companies count on that. Absolutely. Not me. They're not getting me like that. I've got some, now I've got my own scare tactics. I've got some knowledge. I'm armed with that. I'm going to look, no, and and for real, you have really opened my eyes. And Mm -hmm. I I do want to look at my my entire credit history because Mm -hmm. I haven't really paid attention to it. I've got the Experian app and I love that, you know, Mm -hmm. because I can see at a glance what's going on. I, I know what's happening. They send me an email saying, Hey, it went up or Ooh, better luck next time. You know, <laughs> uh, they're, they're very friendly about it. I love that, but I haven't really looked at it to see, you know, are all of these things valid? I, I'm just like, okay, there's a score. It's what it is. I know what, when I go into some place, you know, here's what I'm looking at. If I'm trying to buy a car, or I'm trying to do this or that. I, I have an idea, but that's the extent of how I used it. So 
this was good information. Absolutely. Was. Um, I mean, I can go on, on, on. You know, <laughs> I mean, credit is, is one thing about credit, you have to have patience. So what we messed up two years ago, four years ago, it, it, it didn't pop on your credit like the next night or overnight. No, it's something that we messed up. So once we try to restore it, we got to have patience for to restore it. Right. Okay. So keep in mind, credit do not, the credit bureaus, they don't want you to have good credit because they can't make money off of you if you have bad credit. I mean, if you have good credit. Now, if you have bad credit, they're going to keep selling your accounts to their little third party friends. And that's how they make money off each other based on your bad credit. Car salesmen, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you, they make more money when people have bad credit than they do people with good credit. Right. And then you're the one stuck with a car that's way over than what it should be, a, a $44,000 car, and it was worth $20,000. Right. But now your car note is six fifty eight dollars dollars That's my current situation right now, and I have a <laughs> 1.9 interest rate. <laughs> I drive a Hyundai. It's almost $600 a month for that exact reason. Exactly. But um, when we don't know, we don't know. Like yeah. I wasn't educated on uh, on credit. But here's a fun fact: my parents were homeowners, and they had good credit. <laughs> but they didn't know to to educate me on it. They didn't know to teach me about it. But you know, back then, that credit score just had to be six hundred, and they had a good credit score. You know, right. in the eighties and the nineties. So it wasn't like how it is now. But going through the process of becoming a homeowner, yes, they had to have approved income. They had to have that decent credit. They couldn't have all these your debt to income ratio. You know, they still had to go through that same process. But now everything we do is when you walk out the door, keep remembering um, your credit affects you. Everything, everything we do, it affects your credit. Okay, there were so many questions that came in and I know we are like almost out of time, but I wanted to address one. Um, it says, I know a lot of organizations report bad credit. Does everyone also report good credit? Absolutely. So when you keep making your good payments, it's gonna show on your credit file, good standing or green. Okay. Okay. So like you mentioned earlier about uh, Experian, I love Experian. Now, everyone can get a free account with Experian.com, www.experian.com. Yes. Set up their free account. Anything that goes on, they're gonna, you're going to get a notification. If you're disputing something, it's going to show on, that, on their website the items you are actually disputing, and it's going to give you a date of when they're going to close it. Okay? Nice. Another thing that a lot of people can do, that you can, you now you do have access to one annually credit file. So you can go to www.freecreditreport.com or annualcredit.com and request your credit report one time for free. Now, they will mail that to you in paper and you can have access to it online. Okay. But now you do have to pay for the credit scores. So they're going to make money somewhere. <laughs> you got to have money somewhere. So if you want your credit scores, then you do have to pay for each one. But you can get a free uh, credit report one time every year. Awesome. Great stuff. Patrice, yes. thank you so much for joining us. We are we went right into the wire. You got <laughs> such great information this morning. I know it's very much appreciated. So thank you. Um, Patrice is all over social media, so you can find her. If you want help questions on your credit, send her a message. Patrice, if you want to drop your um, email or however, however you'd want people to reach out to you in the chat, you can as well. So okay. um, if you're with ESC, drop some comments in the chat. Hashtag replay, hashtag ESC, hashtag great credit something. So you can get credit for being on here today and, and get your points. We have a leader's bulletin going out for that, um, which is super exciting. And uh, oh, can you see? She put. Can you see that Shannon? The private chat. Are you able to? Okay, perfect. Thank you. Um, so, shall we uh, do an outcome? <laughs> it's nine. <laughs> <laughs> we could dance our way out. It is a. It is eleven o'clock my time. 
Um, All right, I, I do want to share, share one takeaway because one thing Patrice said right at the beginning, and we'll end with this. End with this. She said, "Think about your credit when you walk out the door," and it made me think. Your credit is your credibility, right? Making your payment. It's just like keeping your word. If you think about business, business was a handshake back in the day, right? A handshake was everything. We have to have all this other stuff that goes along with it because people don't keep their word like they used to. They don't say yeah. what their life happens, whatever, right? Life happens. But when you're making that payment, it's going to increase your story, increase your credibility, right? And that increases your cash flow. So we're going to dance it out. Woo! Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next Monday on the Better Your Business Show. Thank <laughs> you.